Hello my friends, this is Ariana Pinner and you're listening to the REP podcast, a place where we riff about energy, energy alchemy, emotions and energy healing in its entirety. I have been a student of this work for as long as I can remember and I am just so grateful that I get to riff on these juicy topics as a way of sharing what I know to be true. Thank you for being here and I hope that you find value in this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the REP podcast, my friends. It's so good to be here again. I have been wanting to record this particular episode for a while now and there's just always been something that's come up and so we are here. We are here. It is now the 2nd of February, 2021. But I do think that this information is going to be timeless. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Solar Plexus Energy Center, also known as Manipura Chakra. But, you know, just to make things really simple and easy, I like to keep things English. So we'll refer to them as energy centers, but know that in esoteric terms and from many different lineages and places around the world, they are called chakras. So the reason I want to talk about this particular energy center and its manifestations is because it's possibly that which draws people to the work of energy medicine and self-healing first. I think it's because the center in itself governs our power and our sense of self-esteem, the way we feel about ourselves. And I find that clients and students want to learn how to reclaim their power, whatever that looks like for them, through unwinding the dynamics and power struggles in perhaps their communities or family circles, friendship circles. And the thing is that they don't actually know that it's a power struggle that's going on, but they feel like they're in struggle town. And so they generally come through my doors, my virtual doors, looking for some support in this area. So I wanted to record something to support those of you who haven't had the opportunity to work with me just yet um, in the hope that this episode may lead you towards your own unfurling and perhaps even your own overcoming of these powerful emotions that can stagnate within this energy center. I have found some very healing energy techniques, um, some energy healing techniques that have specifically targeted this energy center to unlock what I call the animated or perhaps charged energy that is stored in the solar plexus. And um, the practices are specific to this spot in the body, the physical body as well. But if you're not too sure about where the solar plexus energy center is, let me quickly brief you here. It's at the solar plexus, funny that. Um, but it's also called the celiac plexus. It is a complex system of radiating nerves and ganglia, and it's found in the pit of the stomach, right in front of the aorta. It's part of the sympathetic nervous system, and it plays an important role in the functioning of the stomach and the kidneys and the liver and the adrenal glands. 
Now, in cases where you're stressed out, perhaps you've experienced solar plexus chakra or energy center stagnancy, and um, this stress can completely imbalance this center of our body. Um, I have found that this center in particular, because it relates to the element of fire, so we'll call it the fire energy center, if this center isn't harmonious and balanced and free-flowing, then we may have problems with digestion and the digestive system as well. And this also can include conditions such as diabetes, hepatitis, of course, indigestion and and all of the diseases and um, dis-ease we may feel with indigestion, um, inclusive of stomach ulcers. Gosh, there's so many other issues, but those are just to name a few. So basically any chronic muscular contraction, that will harvest all of the energy that's required for those organs to run efficiently and effectively. Takes the energy away from the uh, energy center in itself and sends it off to these organs who need some extra support and help. And so what happens is that we may feel... Um, I suppose, shame and guilt and resentment and um, a lot of our personal power having been taken away from us. And so the practices and the tools that stimulate your third energy center, they don't only increase your life force, but they also stimulate organ, organ function. And obviously that in turn supports endocrine function which in turn balances our emotions and naturally moves towards a more balanced and stable, thus, um, body and system. And so the flow on effect equals confidence and courage and all that good stuff, you know? So I take a breath, Ari. I'm talking very fast. (laughs) Um, It generally happens when I'm on a riff. Generally, I speak quite fast when I want to get all of the information out as quickly as possible. So the conversation that I'm having right now wouldn't be complete without me discussing the psycho-spiritual aspects of this energy center. And the mechanics of self-sufficiency is one of the main components of the psycho-spiritual aspects but we can also then start to look at self-image and personal power issues of responsibility the sense of security and safety when we have a dysfunction of the third chakra it manifests in part as an inability to fully acquire and adequately sustain our personal power Now, this is where we come into all sorts of strife because power, as we may have considered it before, can to some seem like a dirty word. It's because we consider those in power not to have a moral, a good moral standpoint when it comes to issues of the world. 
But when it comes to personal power, it's very important that we maintain and sustain our own sense of personal power. And what I see the most of is people giving away their personal power to those around them, which eventually robs them of their mental strength. So maintaining control in your life requires that you make a conscious choice to take back your power. And that's number one, first and foremost, that you have to know that you have given your power away and that you need to take it back. Before you can create positive change, you must recognize not only that you've given it away, but the ways in which you've given your power away. And this is going to stop you from doing it again and again and finding yourself on the hamster wheel, right? Just going round and round in circles. So there are telltale signs to look out for. And, you know, I could rattle off a list of warning signals that indicate you lack your personal power, which I will. But what I want you to remember is that what power feels like to you may be very different to what power feels like to someone else. It's very unique. So when you hear a list of one, two, three on either how you're losing power or how to get your power back or how to own your own power, you've got to understand and know deep down that these people, I included, um, are only giving you suggestions in a world filled with so many different options. And the fact that I'm giving you in this podcast a list um, of ways in which you can either claim your own power or ways in which you could be leaking power, this doesn't forfeit your own responsibility or feeling into your own body and allowing what feels good to be your next step. So many people will follow blindly what other people tell them to do because they're lost and they don't know what to trust or who to trust, let, let alone hear their own inner voice. And I'm going to be really honest with you here because the irony of this conversation being about the solar plexus energy center <laughs> and me guiding you, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? The irony doesn't escape me. You know, I'm guiding you towards seeing where this energy center may be stagnated and how, you know, to hear your own inner voice, but ultimately you're hearing my voice first before you're guided to your own inner voice. So just know that I'm fully aware <laughs> this may be a little bit uh, contradicted to what I said earlier, fully aware. So the warning signs, um, I'm only going to give you five. And these are the five that come to mind as being the most prominent in my practice. Number one, you regularly succumb to other people's expectations of you. That's you giving your power away. Number two, and tell me that this is not something that you've experienced and or are doing yourself. 
You often complain, but make no positive changes to your life. Giving your power away to the situation or the thing that you're complaining about. You don't trust yourself to make the right decision. And so you allow others to do this for you. I've been guilty of this for many, many times. Number four, you are often very dependent on other people. And because of that, you succumb to their influence and you just do what they want to do because you're dependent on them, giving your power away. And number five, because you're being influenced by point number four, you are open to succumbing to manipulation. And that's the hard truth is that the moment you leak power, i.e. give your power away to events or people or situations, you can be a target for manipulative folks without even realizing it. So it's really important that you learn how to come back to your center and hold your power um, in a really healthy and beautiful and loving way. So creating your own personal power rituals are, for me, by far the most crucial to sustaining centeredness. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples as to what I do and what I've seen work. Please know this is not conclusive. There are so many different other things out there that you can try, but these are my top um, practices and rituals and tools. And in fact, I feel when I don't do these things in my life, I tend to knock myself off my perch or allow others to knock me off my perch. So the first thing is practice yoga. Now, yoga in the West is known as a set of postures practiced on a yoga mat. And whilst that is true, that is only a very small portion of what yoga is. Yoga is to yoke or to come into union with something bigger than you, connecting with a source bigger than you, attaining enlightenment, right? So even though I bang about, bang on about practicing yoga, right? You'll most certainly not hear me talk only about the yoga that we do on the yoga mat. This is really about practicing yoga in its entirety. And so this can be done in five minutes. This can be done in two hours. Whatever your practice looks like, it must happen. And there are so many reasons that this one is on top of my list. But I think the most prominent one that I'm going to share with you is this. If you can commit to a daily date with yourself every day, meeting yourself where you're at, then you'll be more likely to be able to meet others where they're at. Less likely be in need to control their actions because you're strong and sturdy where you are. You know where you are emotionally and how you're feeling and you can take care of yourself in a way that's nurturing and full of possibility. And so when we meet another from a place of fragmentation, we lose ourselves in them because we expect them to complete us in a weird and warped kind of way. 
And in that regard, we're constantly seeking outside of ourselves rather than knowing the gaps and then filling them with our own light. And so when I speak about yoga, yes, I'm talking about the practice and I'm talking about communing with something that is bigger, greater, more expansive and divine than what we simply see with our eyes. But it is also an aspect of meeting ourselves in our humanness with our emotions and all of the things that we're experiencing on that specific day exactly where that is as opposed to scurrying around and leaking out our emotions onto everyone and everything that's happening around us, expecting those things to fill us up. A really important part of this process is to know ourselves intimately and understand ourselves in a very compassionate and loving way. Yeah. Secondly, drink lots of herbal teas. I want you to calm your nervous system down. Try and stay off the stimulants. There are countless studies of how stimulants can aggravate anxiety. And my friends, when you are experiencing anxiety, I can almost guarantee you that there is an imbalance or stagnation in your solar plexus energy center. Not only can the stimulants aggravate this aspect of self, this anxious part of yourself, but it can also irritate the organs associated with this energy center. So give your body a rest and try and create some space for your own healing, crowding out the stimulants by drinking lots of herbal teas. They work. They really do work. Number three, I want to say to you that you can start encouraging yourself to step out of your comfort zone. Now, This isn't for those who are extremely anxious. So if your solar plexus is completely out of whack, then you may be extremely anxious, experiencing anxiety or panic attacks. And so perhaps this isn't the step for you to take because we know that routine is highly nourishing for the nervous system to a certain degree. But if you can and if you feel comfortable too, then why not try and create some healthy friction in your life by doing something different? Change up your daily routine. This stepping out of your comfort zone, trying something different, not only changes your brain in some scientific way. There have been studies done, I promise. Um, But what it also does is it allows you to really focus on what you're doing because when you're on autopilot and you're doing things, you know, in this dazed state, doing one thing and then the next, just moving through the motions without really giving it much thought or attention, that's exactly what you're doing. You're just going through the motions. So by doing something different and changing your daily routine, you are required to focus and pay attention. And so this in turn does something really cool in that it tells you and your brain that you are courageous enough to do something different and that you can do something different and therefore 
you are doing something different, which then increases your confidence and your courage to do more different things. So this is a really, really great point to make when you are looking to strengthen your solar plexus energy center is to step out of your comfort zone almost daily try new sports go a different route to work drink a different type of morning beverage whatever it is that you want to mix up try it you'll see it it will literally change the way that you feel the other parts of this um is to firstly mindfulness and meditation which is really part of yoga but just in case you didn't know that they're all part of the system of yoga meditate daily be with your quiet still mind and if that doesn't work for you try meditation techniques like mantra japa mantra or perhaps visualization techniques, body scanning, all of these things, all of these mindfulness and meditation techniques are so nourishing for the nervous system. And we want to strip that anxiety from our nervous system as much as we can so that we can allow ourselves to settle into the real us so that we can act from that place as opposed to this edgy, fragmented piece um, of self. So meditate daily. Breath work, oh my gosh, breath work is such a gift. In fact, I'm doing a whole podcast episode on breath work in itself because it is incredibly healing and transformative. I have a few breath work practices on my Instagram page for anyone who wants to go and check them out at Ariana Pinna. They're all on IGTV. So there is box, box breathing and Kapalabhati and alternate nostril breathing. So there are a couple of breath practices on there that you can get started on and learn a little bit as to what they are effective for. But breath work in itself is so, so beautiful for nourishing the nervous system, but also to take us out of these um, feelings and states of self-doubt and low self-esteem and low self-worth and so breath work is such a beautiful way for you to bring your system back it's almost like bringing your system back on you know it switches it back on depending on which practice you do so different practices will help you to calm down the nervous system and others will help you to activate uh, the body and um, they're just so beautiful so enjoy those and watch out for another episode that will be coming soon on breathwork. And so the final little note that I just want to make is that, you know, when we are in a state of indecision, the thing that we need to do most is to make decisions for ourselves, ourselves without seeking advice from others. And so this dovetails into one of the points that I mentioned earlier, and this is to make decisions for yourself without seeking advice from others. And even if it feels uncomfortable and even if it's tormenting to 
make the decision and start small. It doesn't have to be about making the huge, big decisions in your life. It could be about what to have for dinner or, you know, which shoes to wear (laughs) to work. Um, All these things, they can be teeny tiny little acts of love that grow and grow and grow over time. And so you don't have to do all of these things in their um, biggest, most abundant way, but just try them all, even if they're just little bite-sized. Try them and see if you can experience the psycho-spiritual shifts from being in this low state of the solar plexus vibration and notice what happens over time. You know, if you practice this for a week, say, notice what happens at the end of that week. See if you feel different at all. And that's it. That's all I've got for you today. I hope that these practices support you and nourish you. And I would really love to hear from you. Actually, I always love to hear from you. Let me know how you go with these. I'm going to be practicing them this week. We are in the process of moving through week three in Lessons in Truth, which is my signature program teaching uh, how to activate your energy from ancient teachings to the more new age lessons that we have gained over the last few decades. So Lessons in Truth is my mentorship program. And right now we're actually about to embark on the solar plexus chakra. So I will be practicing all of these and so many more beautiful practices with my beautiful students as we embark on the solar plexus. So that's it from me, my friends. So there you have it. We are done with the episode for today. Should you wish to hang out with me on any social media platforms, Instagram is where I hang out the most. My handle is at Ariana Pinar, spelt double N, double A. And if you are looking to jump onto my very important person's mailing list, my VIP mailing list, please click in the link in my bio on Instagram or feel free to jump straight to my website, dub.ariana, spelt with a double N, .com.au. And I will see you, hear from you, be with you in the next episode. Bye for now.